Welcome to Bothering the Band. My name is Ryan Beinick. With me, as always, Abigail Ann Levy. Abby, say hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, man, we have such a friggin' great episode today. We have the one and only Kevin Hearn. He literally, and this pod is to prove it, has his hand his in so many places in music, from Lou Reed to Beach Boys, but he's also created so much amazing music himself. He is adorable. Ladies and gentlemen, Bothering the Band. With Kev Cakes. Kevin. Hello. Hey, man. How are you? Good. Thank you. Well, welcome to Bothering the Van. My name is Ryan. This is Abby. Um, we are beyond excited to have you, and we appreciate your time this evening. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know if you did any digging, but um, you're in for a treat because we we don't care about your insanely uh, warrior story. We'd rather know the dumb parts of your life. Okay. Are That's, we rolling right now? We are, but I mean, if you got to do something, we can cut and you, you get... That's my draw. That's where I draw. So it's all like a bunch of drawings and pencil crayons and stuff. Oh my goodness. Well, that's a perfect place to start. What what did did you draw today? Um no, I didn't draw today. No, I was up north. I just got home, but uh I you know, I was looking, I was listening to this record. This is one of my drawings on this um cover of the Violent Femmes record. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god, I love that record. You do? Yes. I love oh. the, I I love the Violent Femmes. They're one of my favorites, and and who doesn't? I mean, yeah. You know, in in all the research, did not find that. Did not know oh, that. Interesting. Yeah, I play on this record, and they used my drawing for the cover. So what an honor! That's amazing. That's yeah, that's cool, man. Is that your aesthetic? That type of you know work? Yeah, kind of. Uh, childlike but sort of surreal and uh yeah it has like a ralph stedman vibe like you, you know a childlike ralph stedman vibe that's okay i'll have to look i'm sorry i can't picture ralph stedman's you've probably seen it he did all the artwork for hunter s thompson and rolling stone and it's all ink and uh, i know exactly who you mean now yeah totally um, well, that's cool, man. Um, you're talking to two, well, Abby's more of a drawer than I am. I'm more of a doodler in all my margins since, I don't know, kindergarten. Cool. And where are you? Where are you guys? I am in, uh, reluctantly in South Florida. Abby is in, uh, now reluctantly snowy Wyoming. Okay. And yourself? Snowy Toronto. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, when's the last time you went to Bellwoods? I live two blocks away. Man. Yeah. I'm there every day. Oh, that's remarkable. I, uh, I've never been to Toronto, but there used to be a YouTube series called Live in Bellwoods on you, you know, YouTube, obviously. And there's so many great artists, which leads me to... We've had so many, well, I think they've overtaken every location, so many Canadian, specifically Toronto-based artists on the podcast, and you guys are churning out amazing artists. There's so much talent up here. It's amazing. It's like a per capita thing. We just had Sky Wallace on. Do you know who that is? Yeah. She's incredible. And then we had Dan Mangan. He's West Coast, but- Yeah, I know Dan. Yeah, dance. what a voice. Oh, what a voice. Yeah. Um, so I how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. A few hours ago, I was right in the forest, um, looking at birds, and now I'm right downtown. Ah, oh, that's cool. Listening to sirens go by. <laughs> well, what do we call it, Abby? Forest bathing. Forest bathing, yeah. It is a thing. It's like a, what did I sent you a book? Abby? It's like a Japanese thing where cleanse yourself by spending time in the forest. Yeah. Because people get so disconnected from nature 
um, in those big urban centers, they've, they've started prescribing time in nature, forest bathing. Yeah. Every so often, Abby will be, will, will be like, all right, we have no podcast with nothing to, all right, I'm disappearing for the weekend. I'll be fine. And do you go into nature, Abby? Mm -hmm. I live um, about a mile from uh, hundreds of thousands of acres of national forest. And so I'll drive until my phone says no service. I'm like, okay, I live here for a couple of days now. Nice. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. I'm in Florida. I can go to the beach, but there's really not a lot of forests where I'm at. Okay, cool. So um, I saw, I found an interview. Actually, let me just ask this. What are you wearing? (laughs) What am I wearing? Yeah. Oh, just a, like a black polka dot shirt. Okay. Why do you need a designer or something? No, no. I found an interview. It was very old with you and you had prefaced the whoever interviewed the writer or whatever with you've never been asked like on a red carpet, what are you wearing? So they started, do you remember this? Does this ring no. a bell? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, just, you know, let your ego fly and Google yourself. It's pretty, it's, it's up in the, it's in the first two pages or something. Well, thank you. It's a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? Sears. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a shiny shirt. That's cool. Is it too shiny? It doesn't matter, right? Oh, okay. there's no such thing. <laughs> so you are you are so connected with music. And that's, you know, the the dumb what are you wearing question out of the way. What the most important thing, what are you listening to today? Oh gosh, what did I listen to today? Um I was actually trying to write today, so I wasn't I wasn't listening to too much. Um, I think there was a new band I was checking out called the golden dregs. And um, I'd never heard of them before, but they have a new album out and I like the guy's voice. It sounded pretty cool. Like a real deep, deep voice and interesting lyrics. I have to check them out. I stopped listening because I thought, oh, this is going to affect what I'm trying to write. So I can't engage too deeply. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not the first uh, guest to say that where if it's a work day, then they they can't because it'll, you know, mesh and create a, I don't know, whatever you call it. (laughs) Did you hear the, um, the record? Uh, floating points with Pharaoh Sanders and the London Symphony Orchestra. That's one of my favorite records recently. It's very beautiful. And it was the last record that Pharaoh Sanders made. And Floating Points is the name of a, an electronic musician from the UK. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful record. Now I have homework. Kind of saying it's Ferris Saunders' uh, late life masterpiece, you know, and then now he's gone. So, but it's a beautiful record. We take our music recommendations very seriously. Um, and if we can't get to it immediately, we we definitely, it, it could be someone on the street and we're just, someone's like, oh, listen to this band. Right when we get home, right when we get to speakers. I'm happy to recommend. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Keep them coming if you think of them. Uh, so this is something else I'm excited to just throw out there right in the beginning. Um, you were talking to two massive Lou Reed fans, and you had the undeniable honor of working with the man. However, I'm sure you've been asked a million and one questions. Do you have any dumb Lou Reed stories? Like very, for lack of a better word, pedestrian like of him stubbing his toe or like spilling soup on himself and like saying a funny word, like I'll poop or something like that. (laughs) You know, our first trip over to um, France, it was my first show with him in Paris and we'd had a long flight and we were waiting at the, where the luggage comes out 
and we were standing there and then there was a young he must have been a high school kid but he had on the yellow the yellow banana velvet underground shirt and he was standing right beside Lou and had no idea and so Lou and I were just chuckling away <laughs> cuz uh he had no idea he oh my god that's that's insane that's wild <laughs> Yeah. Oh goodness! If you only knew, I feel bad for that young person. Yeah, you might never know. <laughs> I have the Velvet Underground uh, banana shirt, and I, I again, I'm in a place where there's not the most musically savvy people, and when I wear it, people are like a cool banana shirt, and it it gets under my skin, and it shouldn't. But it really does. I'll tell you one other funny Lou story. Um, I told told this one before, but uh, we had a long flight ahead of us, and I was seated in the aisle, and Lou's seat was next to me at the window. And Lou came on the plane, and he was obviously he was moving slow. He was obviously a bit sore and stiff that morning, and so I said. As he was coming to the seat, I said, hey, Lou, do you want me to just move over to the window and you can just slide right in here into the aisle seat? And he leaned down and said, Kevin, if you ask me one more nice question, I am going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. That's what it was like um, with Lou. (laughs) There should be like a movie about just those moments with you and him. I would watch. Oh, in a heartbeat. I was thinking like a graphic novel could be really cool. Yeah. All those little funny moments. It's like um, American Splendor meets uh, Velvet Underground. I'm wearing a Velvet Underground shirt right now. Are you really? All right. (laughs) You win white light white heat yeah no way that's amazing (laughs) you don't see that one too often i don't know that's cool where'd you get that shirt oh uh, this record store i visited recently that ryan and i grew up going to um in orlando florida called park avenue okay man Mm -hmm. that's very cool i used to have this white light white heat shirt it was red and it just had the words with like the, you know, whatever little symbol is there. And I mean, I loved it, but I got, I outgrew it in my old age and it lives a better life somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, last time you did a puzzle. You know, I have, I had a puzzle up North and I looked at it and thought about it, but I didn't do it. <laughs> but I had a, a connection with a puzzle yesterday and it's a puzzle of, uh, Willy Wonka's factory. Wow. I think you're, I think you're meant to be on this podcast today. Okay, good. I don't know if you believe in fate or, or destiny or the matrix or what have you. Abby's wearing a um, velvet underground shirt and Willy Wonka has a special place in my heart as of recently, because my daughter just played Charlie in Charlie and the chocolate factory. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Bringing it all back around. It's such a brilliant film, that original film. It really is. <laughs> and I don't know the last time you saw it, but I, you know, you you see it in stages. I, you know, you see it as a kid, you see it as like a teen or college age, and you're, you know, under the influence. And then recently we watched it, and he, I love how snarky and kind of mean he is to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> He's the- quick to snap back i i I don't know i enjoyed it on a different level this time around do you know do you remember the show uh archie bunker all in the family is that what it was of course so his the actress who played his wife uh would be edith bunker right i i forget the name of the actress but she was actually going to play the mother of um mike tv in the film but then she got the gig and all in the family and thought, oh, that's 
going to be more work for a longer time. And so she actually left the film and, you know, was replaced. But I thought that was kind of a neat little bit of trivia. That is very cool. Augustus Gluck. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at, I love that you know this. I've It's it's burned in my brain recently. All the songs, especially. I walk around just by myself singing uh, Think Positive. And- oh, yeah. Or, um, come with me and we'll be in a world of pure imagination. Or you could even just say lines like... Uh, would you roll this young lady down to the juicing room at once, please? <laughs> so good. Okay. Uh, I, I'm i going to preface this by saying this is the dumbest. We've done over 100 of these episodes. This is the dumbest question. Kevin Bacon or Kevin Sausage? <laughs> That is pretty dumb. Do you have a vegetarian option by any chance? <laughs> um, we do have a follow-up, which is besides this one, uh-huh. what is the dumbest question you've been asked promoting something press tour, anything like that? And it, yeah, again, besides the one I just asked. Um, you know, there was a time. Um, about 20 years ago, I was, um, I went through a really serious health crisis. I, uh, had a bone marrow transplant for cancer and it was an awful time. And I'd just come back for my first interview with the band and we were at some razzly dazzly showbiz event and, the interviewer put the microphone <laughs> right at me. And this is the first question back after that. She goes, Kevin, boxers or briefs? <laughs> and <laughs> I said to her, I just almost died. <laughs> that's what. Oh, yeah, it's. Wasn't as bad as you know Kevin Bacon or Kevin Sausage, mind you. But (laughs) it's all timing. However, you know what I have to ask now, right? Uh, No, boxers or briefs? (laughs) Just kidding. You don't have to answer. Boxers, baby. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Do you guys? Did you have this in Canada? Did you have Joe Boxer in Canada? That rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we are two products of the 90s. And that was a that was a big thing at the malls here was Joe Boxer. Now, sorry, but is that a restaurant or was that like a a clothing item? It was boxer shorts. And on the on the band, it said and I believe they had like smiley faces or something like that. And as the O's. Um, Yeah, we had Joe Boxers. It was my bandmate cool. Jim probably still wears his. <laughs> oh, we gotta find out. Uh, do you have a nickname? Um, Kev Cakes. I'm sorry, what? Kev Cakes. Kev Cakes. Yeah, <laughs> that that's is adorable. Adorable. Kev Cakes. This is going in all caps on my notes. Well, Kev Cakes, if you didn't have one, I have one for you if you okay. want. I was, can I call you Colonel Hearn? Colonel Hearn. Well, tell me why. It just has a flow to it. Okay. And then, you know, it's kind of cool. You're an authority in the music industry. I'm not an authority in the music industry. <laughs> uh, force? What do you? What adjective do you want here? Uh, no, Colonel's good. You can call me that if you like. Colonel Hearn. Um, do they have colonels in Canadian Armed Forces? Yeah, they do. So. Yeah. Okay. Why do they spell it like that? I'll send you a link. You can file a complaint. <laughs> I, hey, we warned you what kind of podcast this was <laughs> you're living up to it 
Yeah. But we're having a good time, you know. Do you have a nightlight in your home? Oh, um, I do. Up, I do up north. Yeah. I don't think I have one. Um, you mean like a little one that you plug into the wall? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have one up north, but not here in the city. Have you jumped on the celery juice craze? Is there a celery juice craze? Yeah, there is, man. You got to jump on it. It's the. I like cel. I love celery. My record label is called Celery Music. As you so, yeah. Um, if you notice, while some of the questions are very rare, I got you. Now I'm getting it. Some are tailored to you specifically. And with the nightlight, I have a record called Nightlight, and you wanted me to say that, <laughs> but I was like, should I say that? But you want me to say that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha now. Okay. Yes, I, I made a record called Nightlight. <laughs> You're like, oh, he, he's <laughs> okay. All right. No wonder you were pissed off at me. <laughs> oh, not never pissed off. I just, you know what I did? I don't know if this ever happened to either of you, where you say something you're confident in, and then the uh -huh. other person doesn't give you what you need. And then you're yeah. like, wait a minute, did I mess that up? Yeah. And I've been doing that the whole time to you. I started looking at my notes. I'm like, Does... <laughs> we got the wrong guy. <laughs> Nightlight was my third solo record. And uh, it, it was written after that experience I told you about. And was very kind of lighthearted and fun. It's one of my favorites. It's a great record. It's got a cool guest on it. It's got uh, Garth Hudson plays accordion on on it, an organ. You know Garth Hudson from the band, from the band, from the band. Yeah, the genius keyboardist. We uh, became friends, and yeah, he came into the studio, and uh, we were in the studio very late, maybe till about three thirty in the morning. And then he um, he wanted to take me for grilled cheese or waffles at uh, the Franz restaurant, which was an all night restaurant. And I said, Garth, it's it's three thirty in the morning, man. I don't think I can. And he goes, Kevin, it's a tradition. <laughs> and so we went and we went and we were there till like five in the morning. So did you get grilled cheese or waffles? Uh, we got waffles. Yeah. Nice. Uh you you're a vegetarian? No, not really, but yeah. I am trying. I'm trying to eat less and less meat and I've completely cut it out of my breakfast. Like I never have meat with breakfast. I always order avocado. So when you asked me Kevin bacon or Kevin sausage, I was like, "Oh, Kevin avocado." Kevin avocado. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> silly. Um, this is actually written. What's your favorite vegetable? Oh gosh. Is that written somewhere? Is there an answer? No, no. I mean, like in my question, our question, uh, favorite vegetable. Um, Ooh, gosh, like maybe a toughy squash. Yeah. Maybe squash. squash. Yeah. Abby, what's your favorite vegetable? Bacon. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I had someone, uh, I, I stole this question from, from my day job and I asked someone this and they said vodka and I was like, it's from potatoes, but isn't potato aren't potatoes like starch, not considered vegetables. I think they're a root vegetable. I don't know. I just found out from Abby that peppers are fruits. Are they? No, oh, I know tomatoes are. are tomatoes are fruit, right? Mm -hmm. It's because they have seeds. It's they yeah. they they blossom on the vine. I know. Are you guys vegetarians? She loves bacon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not in the least bit. Okay. I don't think I could do it. I I, I do. It, to me, it's like running, like or people who jog. It's like good. Oh man, good for you. I don't think I could do it. Mm -hmm. you know like more power to you i just you just need to have a nice big steak once in a while or 
Yeah, not even that. Just like tonight, I had chi- I had chicken and cauliflower rice. Okay, nice with peppers actually too. Um, but there's always a, a meat component. That's the toughest one for me to give up is chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I do uh, the keto thing. And I and for me, the hardest thing is sweets. Do you have a sweet tooth? I do, yeah. Yeah, what's your go-to sweet? Like chocolate. Like like the chocolate bar, like a truffle. What are we talking here? Uh chocolate chip cookie. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my biggest vice, my biggest weakness. If it's in the yeah. house, it's not in the house. That's just what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and now now this is going to turn into a cookie podcast. What's your go-to chocolate chip cookie? Do you have a specific? C is for cookie and that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's my go-to? Sorry, what did you ask? What's your like uh your favorite cookie? Are you going to go packaged? Are you making it? Is there a local place? Uh there's a there's a little tea coffee shop at the top of my street called Ella's Uncle and they they bake them every day fresh. So I get one in the morning and, you know, yeah. That's all I want. Chocolate chip cookies for breakfast. <laughs> well, I don't eat it for breakfast. I see. Oh, it. no. What? Who has that kind of control? <laughs> fresh baked cookie. And you're like, just look at it. And you're like, I'll talk to you later. There is no way I could do that. <sighs> nope. Fair enough. I would have to go distract myself. I would, or I'm assuming he's working and being, you know. Well, I have the, I have my London fog, so I drink that, and that's, you know, gets me through. <laughs> London fog, I love it. Do you know what a London fog is? You must. I do. I do. Okay. Um, I I used to work at a tea house. Okay, so you would for a number of years in New York, and I have. Weird enough, we didn't serve London Fog, and it was almost a weekly occurrence. Someone would come in and be like, do you have this? We're like, no. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You get into areas where they don't have London Fog. My cottage is up uh, in an area called Muskoka, and I ordered a London Fog up there. And the lady sternly told me, sir, up here we call it a Muskoka mist. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool i like that lady yeah me too she's (laughs) really grumpy too i loved it oh those are my favorite like a good snapback and just ordering and (laughs) yeah listen sonny smack (laughs) (laughs) okay when you were a kid did you ever pull any diving board stunts? <laughs> There's a double reference in there. Wow. Well, I know I have a song called The Diving Board on my album H-Wing. Um, stunt. Oh, stunt. Let's see what I did there. Diving board song, stunt album. What's the... Uh... Oh, I see. Stunt. Diving board stunt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you pull a jackknife or a backflip or anything off a diving board. Oh, yeah. I forget that lyric. Stunt. <laughs> what a record. Uh, we had a we had a raft. Okay. And, you know, me and my cousins and my siblings, we would we would uh, hang out on the raft and jump off the raft. We didn't have a diving board, though. No, I didn't have a diving board. Abby, did you have a diving board? I feel like I didn't even have a pool. Why would I have it? Where <laughs> you wouldn't have one? Just, yeah, just I had just the diving board. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just dove into the bushes. <laughs> okay, we've never asked this before, ever, but do you have? a favorite song of your own come on you've never asked that before never it probably changes um you know that i think a good indicator is you know what song you 
comfortable playing for a group of people if you're suddenly put on the spot, you know? Mm -hmm. I have a song called The Blue Museum that I really like to play. And it's just solo piano and voice. So I think that's one I'm quite proud of. There's also a song called Floating that I wrote the lyrics with Lou. And I'm very proud of that one. And it's probably my favorite because I wrote it with him. Mm -hmm. Man, I, I so like I, I'm sorry to dwell on this, but that is very cool. You yeah. know, as a musician, as a music lover, like to, you know, grow up to work with a like a I don't even know. I don't even have the words. I can't even wrap my head around it. He's, he's a legend and he was a, a poet and he was the real deal. And I had his uh, I had his poster in my locker all through school. I knew all of his songs. And Man, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's insane that you had his his poster in your locker and you grew up to work with him. Yeah, I always dreamed of just meeting him even, you know, and then to work with him. Um, but the, the album that the song was on called Floating, I was doing some press for it. And um, a local journal, journalist asked if he could interview Lou about it. And I said, well, I'm not going to connect you with Lou. I don't want to bother him, but I'll give you Lou's manager and you can go the normal route and Lou agreed to do an interview. And so I was reading this interview and Lou was so nice. He said the nicest things about me, you know, like Kevin, this and that. And then at the very end, he goes, there's only one thing I worry about with Kevin. And the interviewer said, well, what is that? And Lou said, he's not black. <laughs> so I was like, Lou's sense of humor, so strange, but funny as hell. I saw um, recently on Instagram or something where he was given the business to another interviewer where, cause he was talking about his hair color. He's like, Oh, you're a brunette now. And he's, and Lou was just like, said something very like F, uh, essentially F you. And he's like, or he called him a twat or something like that. And he goes, why am I a twat? Schmuck. Schmuck. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it made me think two things. It made me think, well, you know, in the comments, people were like, oh, is he a jerk or whatever? And I was, and, and you're like, no, this guy's just boring. Yeah. Well, Lou went on to say, well, ask me a good question, you know? Yeah. Don't ask me about my hair. And which the, the follow up to that is, man, he would hate this. He'd be in, he'd be in tomorrow already. <laughs> yeah. We'd be like, Lou something or Lou sausage. I'd be like what? <laughs> I I don't think I could do. It. I think he he, um, I'd be I'd be a little nervous. Yeah, indeed. Uh, which brings me to the next question. Um, if you could only pick one, Beach Boys or the Beatles? Oh God, that's a tough choice. That's not fair. I know, right? It's unfair. Yeah. Well, we love both. And, and there are no wrong answers. You can you can be diplomatic and tell us why you love them. I'm going to have to go Beatles. But I'm, I'm going to have to go Velvet Underground, you know? <laughs> yeah. For all of it. But uh, no, I think the Beatles, there's more more songs that I truly love. And with, uh, with the Beach Boys, it's uh, a little more um inconsistent yeah it's a good answer though um we love we adore them both i have to go beatles too just like you said out of uh quantity of great songs that hit my heart abby i see your brain moving what do you what do you got because i would go beach boys oh cool um i don't know i think that i just I, I agree with what you're saying about the Beatles, but I have a stronger tie and childhood love of the Beach Boys. They were, it was one of the first tapes, like when I got my first boom box, one of the first tapes I ever got was Beach Boys. What album? Kokomo or something? 
No, not Kokomo. <laughs> I definitely, my parents were like, oh, you like the Beach Boys here? You should have the CD. And I got that on CD when they came out. Well, so I did own that album at some point. But yeah, I, that, that would just be my reason. But, but I can appreciate the Beatles. The song God Only Knows is in my top five for sure. I listen to that album probably once a week. Um, years and years ago, I was seeing a band called the Bourbon Tabernacle Choir here in Toronto at a bar called Lee's Palace. And there was this buzz in the room like, oh, one of the Beach Boys is here. And it was Carl Wilson. And he was sitting in the corner with a friend. And I, you know, I introduced myself and sat and chatted with Carl. Wow. Yeah. And I cherish that memory because he's he's got one of my favorite voices of all time, Carl, up there with Sam Cooke for me. Love Sam Cooke. My favorite song ever is A Change Gonna Come. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And I was on a podcast yesterday and they were asking me, oh, you you host a music podcast. What's your favorite song? And I was like, well, this is very it's hard, but I would say the one I grabbed that song, Sam Cooke. Love Sam Cooke. If you're the next time you're in LA, uh-huh. go to a place called Rockaway Records. Okay. I, since you had the thing, I tell them tell them why I'm the gentleman that owns that. He started that what it was almost like 45 years ago, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. it's been around for a minute. Um, him and his brother. You know, they started just kind of selling some records here and there based out of their collection and then built this store, uh, which has since turned into more memorabilia and rare finds. Um, But he is the owner of that store. Wayne Johnson is very good friends with Brian Wilson. And then when we asked him, what's your favorite thing you've ever sold out of your store? It was Dennis Wilson's surfboard. Man. (laughs) <laughs> that's cool Dennis Wilson's surfboard is that wild and I bet you he has some cool Velvet Underground stuff too it's by appointment only too like the place is uh, he was on the po- yeah he was on the podcast um, earlier this year well like two months ago and it, just crazy stories I'll uh, rock away records mm-hmm. gonna be there in uh, June so check it out yeah, tell him bothering the band sent you. And I'm sure, I mean, he's just a wealth of knowledge and it's, you know, to geek out and talk shop. Abby mentioned um CDs, having the Beach Boy CDs. Um, do you have any uh old mix CDs still? Um during the uh lockdown, I I digitized, I found a my old box of cassettes. And I digitized all my mixed cassettes. Oh, wow. Does that count? That 100% counts. So what's the pro- that process like? Yeah. Yeah, you uh, get a tape deck and you, you hook it up into Pro Tools, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, there's people. Yeah, there's people you can hire to do it, too, I think. It should be too difficult to find. But uh, yeah. Wow, that's cool. The reason I asked that question uh, is um, we are, again, right in the middle of that generation from, you know, tape to CD to uh, Napster and all that stuff, making mixed CDs. And on the ver- and I bet you I have it somewhere. It, on the very first mixed CD I ever made, this is probably in the year 2000 or 2001, I, there was a Bare Naked Ladies song on it. And I don't think you were... I don't think you played on the record, but it was, it was Brian Wilson. So bringing it all back around to the beach boys and yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that would be on the first record. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we were recording our record maroon in Los Angeles at the reprise studios and Don was, was producing and he, had been working with Brian Wilson and he asked if we would mind if Brian Wilson dropped by to say hi to us. (laughs) And it turns out that Brian had just made a record called live at the Roxy. And the whole record opened up 
with him and his band doing our song, Brian Wilson. So he brought it with him and he, he wanted to play it for us. So we're sitting there with Brian Wilson, listening to the song, Brian Wilson. And after it's done, he goes, is that cool? Is that cool guys? And I said, it doesn't get any cooler than that. And we listened to a few more songs and some of our songs that we were working on. And it was so nice to sit there and, and just meet him and just hang for a little bit with him and his wife. And then we did photos and then he left. But before he went out the door, he turned and said, remember, fellas, don't eat too much. <laughs> That's very cool. That's wild. Man. It was cool. You are a force of of musical nature, man. You you're everywhere. I feel like I feel um, if you like if you ever gone to someone and you're like, hey, have you heard of this? And they're already two steps ahead ahead of you. That's like what we're doing. We're like, oh, go to this record store. You're like, I'm hung out with. He told me not to eat too much. I you know I feel I'm name dropping, but you are bringing these people up, and it seems like they're a fun place to tell a story or two. So. That's exactly what we love. You're talking to two just people who want to hear music stories. We started this during the pandemic selfishly just to bother and befriend our favorite musicians. That's really it. And stay connected with humans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. <laughs> A couple more questions. What's your belt buckle situation? My belt buckle? Oh, <laughs> it's very thin. Yes. There we go. <laughs> Catching on now late in the game here. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and then I, also I read somewhere you're cousins with Harlan Williams. Yes. Is yep. this true? This is true. <laughs> Man, that is that is wild. It, are are you guys close? Are you buds? Yeah, we have a little band called The Cousins. We've made a record. You can find it. Man, I have a lot of homework to do <laughs> after this. Yeah, we just went on a trip to Tokyo together last month. Oh, cool. Yeah. Man, I love <laughs> I love our Williams. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I read that read that. I think that's in your Wikipedia or something like that. However, we have brought up certain things in other guests' Wikipedia that turned out to not be true. <laughs> So oh. that's why it seemed pretty out there, but that's awesome, man. And you guys are make, creating together. Very cool. Yeah. My, my, uh, my mother and his mother uh, were sisters. Wow. And when we were trying to find our way into our respective careers, we moved in together in this uh, really divey apartment up in Thorncliffe park uh, here in Toronto. Wow. Man. Okay. So you're still eating burgers at night? <laughs> once in a blue moon. And since it's once in a blue moon, they have to be special. What would you get on a burger? Well, I like in and out burger when I'm in LA, you know, that's a burger I would, I would go for. Um, there's a new place in my neighborhood near Bellwoods called Maddie's Patties. And uh, sort of a celebrity chef named Matt, Maddie Matheson has opened. Love him. Oh, do you? Okay. So it's his place and he makes a good hamburger and he makes really good veggie burgers too, depending on what mood I'm in. But uh, I think it's just like a Maddie sauce, they call it. And I don't know exactly what it is, but it's good. Man, name dropping again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, we asked this to every. What song of yours do you want us to end this episode with? Um, well, I guess I am doing press for my record, right? The Kevin Hearn and Hugh Marsh Dreaming of the 80s. And we were talking about Lou. So why don't we play the first song off the record, which is called Rooftop Garden. It's a nice, pretty little song. And then this is Abby's favorite question. Do you follow us on Instagram? 
Uh, <laughs> ask me that again. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do now. How about that? Thank you. This is our um, way of shamelessly plugging ourselves and the guest. Okay. Everyone follow Bothering the Band on Instagram and also Kevin Hearn Music. If you could interview any musician, live or dead, who would you choose? But you have to ask him a really dumb question per Bothering the Band. Well, who would you interview and what really silly question would you ask this person? Um, I always, I would love to interview Bob Dylan. Yeah dumb question <laughs> i think he thinks they're all dumb questions <laughs> yeah he would be a tough a tough person to interview yeah i don't know what i'd ask him uh, i i'd like to ask him about his drawing to be honest because he likes draws and paints so yeah that's see that's great that's very cool um and you'd probably it's 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 silly it's not dumb it's 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 light which is exactly what we're going for. And it would get him talking because he would probably want to talk about his drawing and stuff. Um, so what does the future hold for you, your work? What's next? Um, I'm writing for, uh, we're making a new Bare Naked Ladies record. Nice. Yeah. And then we're going to go on tour in the summer. And uh, yeah, that's that's about all I, I'm working on. Lots of different projects always. So I'll just keep them coming. Love it. Love it. For I was going to say, my brain is going, I'm like, did I get everything? Uh, two things. One, if you come to the States, please come to Florida. We will gladly buy you a veggie burger. Uh, <laughs> what city what? are you near? I'm in South Florida. So I'm about 20 minutes west of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Um, and it's a 50 50 shot of good music coming down here. Yeah. You know? okay. Well, if we're in, if we're nearby, uh, give me a shout. And absolutely, my man. And then what we didn't mention is you spent some time with Gord Downey. Do you know Gord Downey? I don't know him personally, but we love and respect him immensely. Um, and yeah, we just didn't even, I don't even have a question because, be, because, you know, he's up there, but do you have any pedestrian gourd stories? Mm, pedestrian gourd stories. Oh gosh. You know, when we rehearsed the secret path concerts, mm -hmm. we rehearsed right in this room behind me. And, uh, at lunch, people would want to go for lunch, but Gord would just want to go up to my rooftop and we'd actually go up there and uh, we'd just not talk, you know, it was just quiet and, oh, and listen to the wind, look at the sky. And uh, cause he was getting, getting it from all directions, you know, in his last yeah. years. So I think of that as the lighter moments with Gord at, in those times, man. Well, have cakes. Colonel <laughs> <laughs> Kev, whatever we call it. We, we can't thank you enough. That's our show. And, and we're well aware of, you know, how dumb it is, but we can't thank you enough for your time. And we're indebted to you for everything you've done for our musical sensibility, as well as, being a good sport on this really wacky project. You know, the dumb questions were leading to good conversations. So I, I think that's the point, right? And and I, I appreciate that. That is the point. And again, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, is bothering the band with Kev Cakes. <laughs> Sorry, I can't I can't even resist, man. And uh, good luck with the, you know, with everything. There's too much to even, this is going to be the hardest intro to write. Well, it's been nice to, to meet both of you. So thank you. Indeed. And we'll be in touch and, and we'll let you know when this thing drops. Okay, cool. Have a good evening. You too, guys. Thank you. Bye, Abby.
garden looking down below Sitting in our rooftop garden waiting for the sun Isn't it lovely watching the plane go by What a lovely couple are you and I Top 